welcome to the Great British Motocross Show from MX Vice with myself, Ben Rumbold. Joined this week with my colleague Ed Stratman, and we've got a guest here to come and join us to talk all things British Championship. So, yes, how are you doing there, Ed? All right? Yeah, life's good, mate. Yeah, can't complain. Another another great weekend of action, mate. And um, thanks for having us on. No, absolutely no problem at all. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us there. Sadly, Bradley couldn't make it. I've uh, checked with him, and I think it's something to do with celebrating because he won at Monster Mountain at the Bridgestone National. So he's just too hungover. And maybe dealing with the twins as well, I guess, would be the issue there. So yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, sorry, Brad can't join us, but, yeah, this uh, podcast is still here. So, yeah, brought to you by AS3 Performance, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hard-wearing protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. And aptly for our guest this evening, we have also got support from Kawasaki. Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX 140R lineup offers a 144cc engine, plush suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from juniors' first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. We're also supported by or fueled by Golf Race Fuels, across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing and further afield. The golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. So, yeah, and also massively helped out by Even Strokes. So, yeah, please go to evenstrokes.com. Uh, the code doesn't change just because my colleague changes this week. It is still Brad Wheeler 10 uh, to get your 10% off uh, when you check out for anything you buy online from evenstrokes.com. And that all goes back to helping us at MX Vice to keep this content rolling for you. So, yeah, thanks for your support with that. And without any further ado, let's bring in our special guest this evening, Blades Bikes Kawasaki rider and MX2 star, Charlie Cole. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? Yeah, great. No problem. Thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, obviously, uh, usually a busy schedule. It would be getting ready for, for the weekend, although uh, apparently it's uh, it's going to be a bit of a, a tricky one because of your your injury picked up at, at Torchenthal, wasn't it? And you obviously you couldn't quite finish at Hawkstone. So sadly, you're not going to be with us at Schoolhouse. Is that right? Um, yeah, so we obviously picked up that thumb injury in Germany and we rode the Sunday injured from that Saturday crash. It's just, um, we obviously tried at Hawkstone, it's just not really, the recovery's not really going as well as what I probably thought it was going to go. And I think it's, you're able to get through it with the pain and stuff, but it's, it's having to ride at that level and it's just, it's so hard to to get through a weekend with like a with hand injury it's, um, it's just it's a hard process to get through and I've just got two championships over here and I think if we just concentrate on MX Nationals now it's the better for, for me and the team really so it's just um, taking our focus off two and going for one really yeah that's it and it's, it's close for MX Nationals between the MX2 riders isn't it I think um, I saw it in the standings it's something like six riders covered by five points or something it's pretty close yeah. isn't it yes yeah, so I think I'm like four points behind at the moment so it's um it'd be good to go and get a title for us um we're obviously a small team so for everyone all our sponsors and everything it'd be good to to get a championship and it's good that we're sat in fifth and the british at the moment but it's it's um we've had two dnfs and it's just going to be hard to hard to stay where i am being injured at the moment so it's um yeah we're, we're probably just gonna have to leave it out this weekend and get ready to try and be the best I can for that nationals really yeah, how's the pain levels mate is it um, just finding it really hard to hold on at this point and it's just just hindering you too much you just got to let it rest sometimes don't you yeah I mean like in Germany I didn't get that x-ray until after the first race and my, my hand swelled up so bad it's like I couldn't get the glove off and and they obviously sent me for x-rays and that's why I didn't go out in Moto2 because you get um, they take like your start permission off you if you have a like a broken bone so that's why I didn't go out for that and then Hawkstone was just yeah it's probably the worst track to go to an injury with so just a brutal weekend really yeah it certainly did look at there I mean uh, yeah you had a decent start as well in the first race of Hawkstone if I remember rightly and yeah you were right in the mix as as you have been in the last few races yeah. but of course yeah like you say it was clear that you were suffering because in recent races you just haven't dropped back like that no it's um 
it's a shame really it's probably the best start I've had all year um, <laughs> we, we dialed some stuff in obviously after Germany it brings out a lot of your weaknesses of what you need to work on and starts was definitely one of them obviously if I had a better start in Germany we could have avoided that injury but it's um, we worked on that for Hawkstone and then yeah to come around like the first corner in the top three and put myself in a good position and just to, to fall back through that race from something like my fitness and stuff is so good like I should be going forward and it's um it was a hard one to to take really to go back to 12 it was yeah it was it wasn't too good to be honest but <laughs> we'll, um, yeah just get ready for the next one and just keep going forward really yeah absolutely I mean yeah you, you've proved this year that the speed is definitely coming you know hand over fist you're definitely like you say improving there uh first round there Okang obviously had a, a DNF in the first one was that a mechanical yeah. with the um with the um well, I went down, yeah i went down that first first or second corner and it just blocked the radiators up yeah and then yeah the bike just it's obviously i think there was a lot of mechanicals that day and yeah literally last lap was yeah that was all that the bike could handle really but oh, man. it's um it's such a shame as well because like, we've been running in a completely standard bike and it's been absolutely faultless everywhere and just just silly stuff like radiators getting blocked up on the first lap it's just no bike would finish so it's um it's a shame yeah. really to like dnf and then like we're so we're doing so well in the championship as well obviously with that dnf it's um just one of them things that you got to deal with yeah, yeah how, how did you find that oak hanger track mate it looked like a lot of fun but obviously the conditions weren't weren't too great but it looked like if they could get some sort of tv streaming um out to the world it'd be quite an epic experience eh? yeah that, that track was yeah so so like a lot of the like dutch tracks it's um it's good for british motocross to be like we've got so many different facilities now it's good for like with you being in australia if you can walk, cover like what we're doing it's the tracks are so different now it's good for like everyone to watch i think it was a brutal day as well for everyone especially to go back the week after <laughs> Yeah, like, like good experience. Yeah. I know that uh, a couple of teams were struggling even to get the parts to to replace what they they'd blown up or had to dispose of after Okanga. So yeah. yeah, after the first one. So yeah, it was uh, it was, certainly was a weekend of attrition there. But yeah, you've come from that obviously seventh in that second race and then similar results again at Ling and then a nice second at Fox Hill, which was really good uh, a really good ride there. What do you put that down to? Is it sort of you just really go well on hard pack or um, put that yeah, obviously from like being down south, we don't ride sand a lot. We put a lot of work in over in Dunkirk in the winter to, to get ready for that sand. Um, and then obviously Oakhanger didn't go how we obviously thought it was going to, but yeah, just it's hard pack every weekend down there. We don't have any, any sand tracks anywhere near us, so it's um, I'm comfortable on the hard pack. And yeah, I just think obviously Fox Hills is probably my home British race and just everything seemed to have clipped in that race. Um, obviously chasing Elliot down in that first one it would have been good yeah. to get a bit closer and stuff but yeah it's, uh, it's good it's probably one of the fastest tracks on the calendar as well and to like be on a stock bike and go and do that it's, it's just I think a lot of people move out of MX2 because of the budgets of trying to ride a, like race bikes and I think it's like to be like standard bike it shows shows that it can still be done kind of thing yeah it's just yeah just one of those days that everything kind of went well so it's uh, good to get my first British Championship podium as well so it's good for everyone well, top star so yeah hopefully you can uh, get things followed up and obviously yeah even though you're missing the schoolhouse which is uh, I've heard that's hard pack as well and seen some images of it uh, online this week uh, have you ever been up there do you know much about the place uh, no I think is it is it quite a new track or it, it's apparently it's been a practice track for some time but it's just basically yeah. being quite heavily modified to uh, yeah accommodate the British so um, yeah, I've seen some videos and stuff it looks like a cool place yeah the husband and Hager when we had the two of them together because they live so close they came on together on this show and they both said that they practiced up there quite a lot Brad Todd also um, has, has done a few laps up there so but yeah it is apparently going to be heavily um, yeah heavily bonded to um, yeah bring it up to British standard which would be yeah pretty cool it's looking good and then Oxford a place you wrote last year how did you go at the Michelin's and Nationals there last year I can't quite remember the result to be honest last round <laughs> uh, yeah um, I'll look it up <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know what I got man though we've been the top 10 somewhere but yeah we didn't really get too many flash results last year so we changed this year being up front so yeah be like the track 
Yeah, it's a good track. Yeah, good facility, everything. Um, yeah, look forward to going there, to be honest. Yeah, on the topic of tracks, mate, how did you find Tuchental in Germany? Obviously, pretty hard surface like you like you enjoy. Was it um was it a testing experience, and how did you find the track developed? Because uh, obviously, there were some pretty big ruts, pretty sketchy sections, and it bit a lot of people, didn't it? Yeah, I think for to go to a, my first GP, it was probably the best one for us to go to. Like, we have a lot of tracks down our way that develop like that, so it's um it was a good first one to go through. I think like the the free practice when you go out in the morning on the Saturday and the track's already like super rough that's that's what we struggle with I think the British over here is whenever we go racing it's always on a smooth track so to like jump into a rough track on a GP when it matters the most it's that's like I've got to focus on trying to make sure I'm ready to go straight away yeah and then we had we had like a rear brake I was on a brand new bike and we had a rear brake go in free practice so I did the whole free practice with a front brake and then like everyone's looking at my times and I'm like 20 seconds off like last place and it's like just like stay calm and then yeah obviously we went out for time practice put a few laps in straight away and like 21st was it's good to not be in that situation before and keep the nerves down yeah I was quite happy with that that time qualifying to be honest and then um yeah qualifying race it all all went wrong straight away so but it's um yeah even to ride like injured and to the experience of it all I still got so much out of it even though I wasn't 100% it's good because you get the confidence out of it but you still get there's such a high level there it's good to see they're true professionals and then you come back to England and it's if you can even take a little bit out of it it's gonna it's gonna help me so much more for the rest of the year it's just a shame that I got hurt there really because I think it would have been another step for me like speed wise and just everything would have helped me but if we get healthy we just sort it out for the rest of the year <laughs> Did you have any more plans for any Grand Prix further? Because I mean, Lockett's coming up, which uh, again is that sort of awesome sort of track there. Or yeah. is it the last plan, or is it now all down to how that thumb feels, really? Um, yeah, it's just making sure I get over this injury. Obviously, all my stuff's British Championship. It was always I had the chance to do GPs if everything was going well over here. But obviously, my priority now is to to sort this thumb out and then yeah, obviously go for this MX Nationals title and try and get back in the hunt for the British, really. Yeah, superb. And a wild card of Matterley? Uh, yeah, I hope so, yeah. Home GP, so it'd be a good one because obviously it's so close to my house. All friends yeah. and family, everyone's going to be there. So, yeah, that's probably going to be the goal after the season is to get ready for that 100%. So that'll be a good weekend. And I wanted to ask you, how did you sort of the deal come about to ride, ride the MX2 um, in Germany? It's obviously a pretty cool opportunity with Dixon and he spoke sort of pretty glowingly of you um, when we had him on a podcast recently and um, he just seems like a great bloke. He's all in, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was obviously, I moved to Kawasaki uh, last year and then I live about five, ten minutes from the workshop from Steve and then obviously all of his riders, are they were living abroad at the time, like pre-season. So it kind of come about that if they needed testing done that I was going to be the one that could do that. And then, yeah, if my results were good enough in the British this year then there was the opportunity to go and do some GPs which is obviously how Germany come about but yeah hopefully uh, if we just get this sorted out and then we, we might be able to do a few more but you need to be 110% and not 80% like I am at the moment so <laughs> it's getting back to full fitness so we can go there and actually try and get some good results yeah for certain and then uh, is, is next year then on the horizon to, to be part of that team and, and do GPs like Bobby Bruce full time uh, no so I age out of MX2 this year right okay um, so yeah obviously the MXGP is another complete <laughs> yes even more of a step so yeah hopefully if I can get a few more in this year it'd be good for us it'd be good to take it to the British Championship next year just what I can learn from the GPs it's, there's a lot to learn there so I would like to get to the GPs and just learn as much as I can really that's all I want to do nice one so is that a thought to go to 450 or are you definitely staying 250 next year or is that not really decided either um yeah so I've, I've been training on the 450 um like all winter and then i would say i ride it in the week but i work full time so it's uh i've ridden once in the week this year so yeah wow. like weekends off and stuff i ride the 450 but yeah i think i had a new one at the start of the year i've done like 10 hours on it so it's um we, we don't get much practicing in at the moment but it's definitely something that i need to if i'm practicing in the week i can really see the benefits of it and harry my mechanic like i'm i'm less on brake pads and clutches and it's 
practicing practicing for me is is a big priority for me to get some practicing in the week because it's just race 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 all the time and I've seen myself technique and stuff starts to go a bit out the window yeah and then obviously just burning brake pads out all the time Harry's not too pleased about it but it's yeah it's um we're trying to work it out at the moment obviously with the with the injuries I've changed the plan a bit but it was to get a bit more practice in just to try and keep this momentum that we've got going um, at what it's at so see the plan's changed a bit now so it's just making sure we've got a good plan to get back healthy now well it's impressive what you guys go through to chase the dream mate there's sort of a lot of a lot of guys on smaller teams even the factory guys like motocross it's uh it's such a brutal sport so just obviously we've got a lot of listeners all over the place you know australia the usa just just tell everyone a little bit about your story and sort of how you got to where you are today, mate, because I'm, I'm sure it's been a long path. Yeah, so obviously I've been racing since I was a kid, same as everyone else, really. I won a national title over here when I was 12 or 13. And then, to be honest, I haven't done anything since then. Obviously, we've got our first pro win this year. And I saw a picture from like when I last won a national race. And it was literally 10 years ago. Um, and it's just, yeah after I won that national title it was just I was injured I would get on the bike and I'd get hurt and I'd go through the recovery and I'd get back on and get hurt again and just it was just like never ending injury after injury really yeah and then got onto big bites and I think just the injuries over and over again confidence just goes down and down and um, it's so hard to it's so hard to get that confidence back and I think like it was me and my dad for a long time not a lot of support and then Harry at Blades Bikes come on three years ago I think just obviously like a local guy at a local shop and I, I wouldn't the results this year wouldn't have happened without him coming on like all the success this year is down to what he's gone through with me like we weren't even scoring points three years ago at the British so to for him to come on when he did it's like it's it's changed it's literally turned my career around and then his his faith in me is just it's brought all my confidence back and like this year we went in from last year obviously with a few good rides coming in this year just we had a plan in place and we've just executed that plan all winter long like I went and did a boot camp for a week and that's I think my mindset just kind of changed then like I've always seen work as kind of like an excuse and this year it's just it kind of was what it was I'd get up at like four o'clock every day and train before work and train when I got back and it was just the consistency every day and riding in at the weekends and everything just kind of clicked from there it's just like I haven't left anything unturned this year and it's all kind of paid off now so it's um a lot of work's gone into it and it's nice to to get some good results but it's uh the hard part's keeping it going because it's a long season so maybe it could be a bit of a blessing that we've got hurt a little bit to kind of wind back down and reset a bit to go again for the rest of the year it's obviously a shame it's taking me out of one title but it's just maybe a bit of a blessing that I can focus on one title now and just make sure we're ready for it yeah I mean with uh, with, with 104 points to claw back I mean the uh, the championship was sort of um, well, already technically out of out of a question anyway wasn't it so yeah. from that side of it like you say if you've got a, a chance that MX2 Michelin MX Nationals title then it's definitely well worth having a look at I mean um, yeah I just love how close you guys are it's going to be pretty insane yes. between yourself and Jamie Wayne Wright and is it Bailey Johnston is also in the yes. mix Tom Husband is also in there and the team obviously sponsored by Even Strokes so um, they are um, yeah, yeah I can't uh, I can't voice my support for you here because the, the boss of Even Strokes would probably yeah. kill me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, he's got eyes on that with the number six riders. So. <laughs> Uh, well, I spoke by Kawasaki Motors UK, so I guess either way, yeah, you guys are doing okay. <laughs> you had that uh, race there at Monster Mountain. I mean, how did you feel with that venue? I mean, it's been interesting to hear what people said about it and everything. And uh, obviously, um, I actually got the words of Brad Weeder after racing there. Uh, I did ask him on the text, and he quickly did tell me, yeah, he said it uh, needs a winter to settle properly, he says. Calling it a GP track is a, is a stretch. <laughs> The jumps are a bit underwhelming to call it a GP track. This is Brad's words uh, with Bow Hills, but a British Championship, sure. Is, uh, but he also said the track prep on the weekend was questionable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
guess you learned that, that one. But uh, yeah, how did you feel it was for yourself? I, I think it's amazing that we've got all these new tracks, to be honest. Um, I think it was one of them that you kind of warm to it the more you're there. I think when you kind of get there at first, it's a bit overwhelming. Like, yeah, you're in the middle of Wales, but you feel like you sound like you're on the moon or something. It's, it's a crazy facility. But yeah, I think... Obviously, we go out MX Nationals on the Saturday evening on a real rough track, and you kind of come in and you're like, "How we're going to race that tomorrow is going to be it's going to be hard going." But we come out Sunday, obviously on a fresh track, and everything seems to flow a bit easier, and it, the track develops a bit different when we go out first. So it's, yeah. um, we, we when we went out on Saturday and practiced, you couldn't really see the edge of the track. It was just a bit. You had ruts in the middle, and then everyone was just kind of everywhere. So it was a bit bit strange, but. They, they put a few more markers and stuff in for the Sunday and it was a bit, the, the lines and stuff seems to develop a bit better. But yeah, I think after a, after a winter of it all bedding in and stuff, it's, um, it should be good for next year. Yeah, what, what did strike me at Monster Mountain as well was we, we were going to have a, a GoPro on somebody, but they actually declined it uh, because they said they might catch too much, um, be asked to use it because they might catch too much course cutting. <laughs> yeah. And all that was pretty insane, but uh, yeah, they obviously must have sorted things out there. I mean, Monticelli said that it was like a GP track or worse than a, G- a GP track when they first rode it on the Saturday afternoon. Um, do you find that that that's that is really noticeable the difference between the circuits, like for example, Michelin Nationals compared to like a Revo round? Yeah, I think when when you've got the kids there, the tracks develop a lot different. You obviously get the smaller choppy bumps, but obviously at the Revo, we've obviously got them two support classes all the time, so the track does develop a bit different anyway where yeah like you go to the gps and the 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 track develops so different to what it would over here it's uh like you always hear of the gp settings different to the british stuff and you can really tell that after going to a gp you can tell the difference in the way everyone rides to see when you've got like the one two five and stuff going out there it just changes lines and then yeah it's it's different to each bike you ride really yeah, obviously, there's a lot of tra- chat about the you know, track prep in MXGP with the four classes going, and there's not much time to do stuff. And then obviously, the track gets pretty brutal. But obviously, you guys probably like that kind of stuff to be challenged as well, don't you? Because you you want to test yourself against the best. And what what was sort of sort of some of the other key takeaways? Obviously, those EMX one two five and two fifty kids, um, they're just weapons too, aren't they, mate? And then you got the MXGP guys, so just fast dudes everywhere, so much to learn. And also, how was the fans, mate? Because they were they were giving it some with those chainsaws and the flares weren't they yeah the the gp experience is just the, the whole thing of being there on friday and like sunday evening when everyone's like had a full weekend there it's just yeah it's crazy yeah like you're obviously there saturday morning you're watching the one two five kids and like that finish jump in germany that's it's 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 huge and like they're just coming around just flat out like fair play to be honest and uh, yeah after that um obviously i wasn't allowed out in the second race and i went around to the other side of the track to watch and like they they ripped the whole track and see in the first race there were so many ruts and it was so technical and like we went around around the other side of the track for the second race and it was like a brand new fresh track like it was completely different um couldn't quite believe it to be honest but yeah i was watching like mxgp and you stand there and you, you can't see it on tv but when you've ridden a track and you've watched them gp boys it's, you don't see them like break or it's, it's like it's unbelievable what they're doing like you can't i can't quite get my head around how the level of them is so far above like british motocross it's, it's crazy to be honest mm. What, what do you think they can do to, to, to try and bring British motocross up to that sort of standard? I mean, there's not an awful lot. I, 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 I draw a blank when people ask me about that. I mean, do you put more adult bikes on the, the circuit for the weekend and then don't grade it for you guys? I mean, you know, what do you think that is the is what do you think can be done, really? Obviously, I've obviously been out of that, like the the youth class for quite a while now. But when I was like MXY two, I was one of one two five, and everyone was kind of two fifties. And I see a bit of a shift a few years ago where the class was more one two fives. And it seems like this year it seems to be everyone's kind of back onto a two fifty again. And I think that that step after an eighty five to a one two five is. I think it's a needed a lot more than what people see. See, I did like three years on a 125, and I went when I went MX2, that's the first time I'd rode a 250. Right. Um, and I think if we can help get more kids to like the EMX 125, I think it just, it's a bit of a reality check with 
like how much work needs to be put in. There's kids over here that like, I think it's easy to think you're going well over here when you go to an EMX and like, I was probably like one of the quickest, like there wasn't many people on a 125 when I was racing it. And I went yes. to an EMX and was like 30th, like you think you're doing well over here until you go over there and then it's it's like oh we've we've got a lot of work to do still so i think if you can get more kids over there it would raise the level up over here but it's obviously the cost of it all is so hard to so hard to get over there yeah that does that pretty much does echo what uh, steve dixon said to you on the podcast there wasn't it to get more riders out there because yeah i mean reese jones is is leading the 125cc championship i mean it's they're mixed in with the 250s at yeah. british level uh, just because of the entry numbers really more than anything else which is a, is another debate isn't it like yeah. trying to try get you know you, you want to get ideally two full lineups of 40 125s and 40 250s but when you're struggling to make 40 out of both classes then that's another issue again um but i mean the 125 championship leader reese jones literally has just fallen short of actually getting into the top 20 uh, at his several attempts in EMX 125 so yeah like you say that's that's the level jump um, and what do you think about Billy Askew I mean obviously winning every single race and then having the last of first in that one at Hawkstone I don't know how much you saw of it because I think it was just before your race second race so you probably didn't yeah. see it there but um, I mean he's obviously needs to be going to EMX 250 as well so uh, yeah do you think he's got much of a chance what do you think what do you think of his sort of uh, levels yeah his um, obviously when you watch him it's it's flawless really it's, it's quite impressive to watch yeah I mean you'd put him in MX2 and I'm sure he'd be fine but it's um yeah it's obviously that GP level is a whole other level there's a there's a lot of riders out there that have a lot of talent and I'm sure it's a lot more hard work going over and doing that GP stuff than it is to be doing the British stuff so mm. I mean he's definitely got the talent to go fast like yeah it'd be interesting to see because it's always good to have good you know being Aussie and, and you guys being British it's good to have those guys mixing it up in there because it's it's not that often that it happens lately um just do you think you know being exposed to that level at as young as possible is the best way to go about it get get out of your comfort zone um just race against these kids and even if you don't qualify it's still worth the experience isn't it obviously we've had a few Brits going over this year and testing themselves which has been great to see or do you think something as drastic as maybe moving abroad to a Lommel or something like that is is worthwhile doing as well? I think if you've got a, so if your family can support you to do that, it's the best thing to do. We as a family wish we could have done more and stuff, but the money of it going over and the entry fees aren't cheap. And like the license for me to go and do the MX2 this year was, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was close to like two grand nearly to do that GP. So it's not, Jesus. it's not cheap to do, but yeah I think if you've got a family to do it then it's definitely the way to go um, I think for me when I've done it this year has been the perfect time for me really I think it's taken me a lot of time to get to where I am now um, and I think a lot of that's just coming like going to work and stuff like the maturity of it all and like paying for my own bikes and stuff I think it just it creates a lot of like will like within myself to that I want it like a lot more because I'm paying for everything and it's yeah when it's coming out your own pocket you, you want it a lot more than when it's coming out of your dad's pocket so it's um I just think like for me obviously that's all my money going into it and it's it's a bit of just a mind like a mind shift at the start of the year this year it's just been the the difference for me and a lot of that's just come down to like how much money I've put into it really like I had six bikes at one point from like from start from last year to the start of this year it's just I've invested a lot into it this year and it's just it's good for it to pay off really yeah absolutely what, what is the day job Charlie if you don't mind me asking uh, I'm an electrician yeah okay cool so yeah literally every day not not I think you see a lot of people and like they're working full time but you see them riding and stuff every week and it's yeah I'm definitely not doing that I've ridden like once in the week this year so it's um I don't think that I don't promote it a lot because I don't like using it as an excuse because it's yeah it's not at the end of the day it's I've got to do what I've got to do once you're on the track it's the same for everyone so it's um I've had it in years past where like I just work too hard. I just work myself into the ground. And then this year has been like the first year. It's just my off season was so good. And 
it's just I'm maintaining in the week now and I'm coming to the races fresh and before I'd think like going for a cycle on Saturday before the race was a good idea and in reality it's the worst thing you can do so it's, um, I'm coming in fresh every weekend it's definitely showing yeah nice one and then is that, so is that self-employed or you, you work for a, uh, a, a employed yeah you're so, okay cool nice one so yeah, I've got yeah. to um, yeah, I've got yeah. do all the invoicing and pricing in the evenings and nothing like that no, no, no. yeah employed but you get no leeway of it either so sure. like when I did a boot camp at the start of the year it's all out on my holiday and stuff so it's it's hard to get time off to go and ride and yeah you got to live life as well and just it, it makes it all a struggle but when you're doing well it doesn't really matter so <laughs> yeah a lot of hard work and sacrifice mate obviously you've touched on it then but sort of what would a normal week look like for you say after or before a race obviously you've got to factor in recovery and obviously you try and get a couple of extra rides in fitted in around work and is your boss pretty accommodating with it all no nah, so like literally like as i said it's like i've ridden once on a wednesday this week and uh, this year sorry Yes, yeah, literally five days a week. Yeah, like in the off season, I'd get up at four o'clock and I'd get my cycle and stuff in before work and then like gym after work and like the sleep and everything, this off season was so important. It's like to bed early, to make sure that recovery's in, to get up early the next day. And then, yeah, to go and do like a 10 hour day at work and like travel and the stress of, the stress of work and everything, it builds up on you and this, it's just I've worked smart this year to know where my body what it can take when it can take take it kind of thing and I think that's just like the biggest difference like this year I put so much time in when I when I was able to kind of thing and then like as the season comes and it's a lot more demanding on the body when you're racing and stuff it's just making sure your time to chill out is good as well like you need a lot of a lot of time to recover and um yeah it's just it's it's mate i've just worked smart this year which is the main thing like i can work hard all day long but if you're not recovering properly that's what's hurt me in the past so yeah absolutely i mean um that, that makes the uh, progress even more impressive really because yeah like you say you've it's all about looking after yourself and, and not thrashing out on the bike two or three day, days yeah. a week like uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of the pro- professional guys are doing and, and, and a lot of people you're racing against are uh, going yeah. to that level as well so yeah that's that's pretty awesome stuff so um yeah like you say i mean you would obviously suit a 450 because you're you're not the shortest of riders you know, I've noticed that uh, I don't have to look down too much at you at the yeah, <laughs> scene in the pits. Like, you know, it's a fairly level conversations. Like yeah. Grimshaw said to me, like, it's good to have a chat with someone I don't go, don't go to hurt me neck looking down at. It. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, is is that the plan then? Four fifty next year. I'm not sure if you did say that, or or is that uh, like a maybe yeah. year away yet? We're still working a few things out at the moment, so it's um, yeah, we're not sure exactly what the plan is next year, but yeah, obviously I've been practicing on the four fifty a bit this year, and it's definitely definitely suits me I think um, I think a lot of people say that but it's yeah it does me well to be honest and transitioning back to a 250 after you ride 450 is good for me as well yeah I think I, I'm happy to do even next year really if I'm on a 250 I'm on a 450 um, it seems to all go as, as yeah I think my main goal next year is just to be more of a professional I think like this year is just it's so hard with work I just I know what I'm capable of and I just need that shot with I just need someone to give me a shot to be able to get that next level that I know I can get to it's just um, yeah I'm being held back a bit being having a better work and obviously all the stuff that comes with it it's just yeah. it's hard to do it by ourselves so so not to name names or any, or drop anybody in it there but uh, yeah have you had some offers phone calls conversations uh, are you sort of putting, putting a, a nice black plain jacket over your nice bright green one when you go into a few earnings and no hat keep your face covered you know yeah. any, any, any conversations not, not to name names but you know if you do name names I can always edit afterwards alright don't yeah. worry you know? <laughs> no we've had uh, yeah obviously yeah, I'm, I'm going well, so it's, we've had a couple stuff, but I think like at the end of the day, you can get. You, I had one of my my old sponsors. He he, um, like the Husqvarna. He I went to ride for Husqvarna. It was through them, and he's been around the motocross paddock like his whole life. Like he's not really involved with my racing anymore, but he just he basically said to me, just be wary of everything and like 
Harriet Blades bikes at the moment. Like we've we've got such a good like relationship between us, and everything that we're doing at the moment seems to be working. So for me to go elsewhere when when everything's good at the moment is it'd be hard for me to leave I just yeah as long as I'm happy then I'm riding well and we seem to have dialed it in this year and it's it's working I mean it's literally me Harry and like the family so it's it's we've got a lot of amazing people around us helping us fund it and everything um so it's it's like a good little program we've got going and it's it's working so I don't know why why I'd walk away without a, a good reason to so <laughs> yeah, it's a good approach isn't it because sometimes it's uh, you know good idea not to mess with the formula even though some of the other opportunities are enticing but just sort of in your future mate would you like to race a couple of MXGPs just to test your level and obviously with the AMA 450 field if, if anyone's listening mate you'd probably wouldn't mind having a crack at that would you yeah we um my dad's actually got a friend that lives out in um i think he's out in phoenix at the moment he's lived out in america for a while and we was going up to blacksall um like looking at the ama stuff and it's just like the, the gps are so expensive to do it It'd probably be easier to go out to america and yeah. just grab a i mean i'm riding a standard bike anyway so it's yeah. easy for me to just take my suspension with me and chuck it in a bike it's exactly the same as what i'm riding anyway so yeah it, it, it would uh we were looking at it trying to sort it out but it's um yeah i mean america is so big in it it's just trying to pick one and yeah sort that all out it's going to be hard work but yeah america is something that i definitely want to tick off the list before we're done so Nice, yeah, you're not alone in that because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not uh, too much of an exclusive to reveal that, yeah, we've got a couple of riders uh, going up there. I, I did a podcast, this podcast last week from the Patch Quick Trophy, yes. uh, just down there, and uh, yeah, speaking to a few people now, like an idiot, and this uh, apology goes out to Jorgen Matthias Talviku and the SC Sport Homes Husqvarna team. I did interview him, I did think I recorded it, but I obviously pressed the wrong button and I didn't. So, yeah, thank you, uh, Jorgen Matthias, for your uh, interview there. I will talk to you, but I had a few few guilt complexes because I've spoken to quite a few foreign riders this year I thought let's get more English guys on here so thanks for answering the call there Charlie on that side but uh, yeah certainly Talviku JMT did say to me there that um, he's not even going to do Oxford he's actually going to um, go out and do um, about four or five AMA nationals um, and John Adamson I believe is actually going to join him out there as well so yeah that should be uh, pretty interesting so obviously that team had a, a history of doing that last year with um, Josh and Charlie so so, yeah, they said that was awesome, and uh, they've obviously got it lined up again. Yeah, I think it's uh, good to to, yeah. to see them do it. I think a lot of people have kind of looked at that and thought it's made like it's obviously not easy, but for someone to go and do it first, this it, it opens people's eyes up to actually being able to go and do it. And then, yeah, I think like with us at the moment, we're obviously not we're not contracted with anyone to do anything. Like it's literally we do what we want to do. So for us to go over to America would. Yeah, definitely be something cool to go and do. Yeah, I mean, another team I spoke to, who I know, I know quite well. Yeah, they were planning to go over there, and they have a deal in place, but it's with a different brand of bike. Yeah, <laughs> they're riding in the British, so they like, they just they cannot get hold of the bike that they actually are running in the British Championship. They cannot do it on the on the same uh, same kind of mudguard, if you like. So, uh, yeah, from that side, it was uh, a bit tricky for them, but it does seem to be the way, doesn't it? I mean, like um, Josh Gilbert was saying to me at Monster Mountain that you know he looked at it and thought, hmm, Boutron's got a fifth. Hmm, it might be possible. You know? Yeah, he went, so, well, yeah. he went well last year with all the good riders there, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Josh did for sure. So, yeah, good uh, good stuff from that side. Does it interest you doing something like the ADAC? Obviously, I believe they have prize money. I've speaking, spoken to quite a few guys that do that. Um, Spees, Koch, you know, even Langenfelder, you know, talking to these guys about the, the level in Germany is good and they still have that option. Obviously, Steri as well, who's uh, yeah. he's obviously out now, but he's had some good races, really good stuff. Does that interest you, mate, or even come down to Australia, mate? I reckon you could... Uh, give us a pretty good series down here as well would be cool to sort of test your arm if you got a chance wouldn't it yeah i've actually watched some of that australian stuff it's on um like youtube and it's good to to watch something completely different um obviously quite obviously quite a few of you guys have been over and done the gps and gone back and stuff so you've got a good good level of stuff over there um i think like obviously with the british stuff over here we've got so many races going on and 
you, you can basically race a, a, like a pro race every weekend if you wanted to but yeah like we've had a look at doing some French stuff and like local European stuff um, that's always like it's always interested me we, like, we've done a few Dutch stuff when I was on 85 and 125 and it's good to to see like like a Herlins or like the like Febra when when they're at these domestic races it's it's a higher level than than what we've got here so it's good to it's good to see and it's obviously different tracks and an experience to travel and stuff so it's definitely something that if we have the chance to do it next year would be good to kind of work into the calendar yeah absolutely and um, just because uh, we're getting close on the time there just to make sure we do a bit of a preview for schoolhouse i mean the the championships quite finely poised in mx1 i mean how do you i don't, I don't know how much you watch of that race there but how, how do you see it going do you think uh, harry's going to break the honda dominance or is one or the other of the Hondas going to run away with this? What, what do you think on that situation? Um, Josh and Comrade are going really well at the moment, aren't they? But um, yeah, Harry's been there and done it year after year, and he so you can never uh, you can never write him off. Um, obviously, that the, the team and stuff they've all they've both got around on this. They're they're the proper professional teams in the in the pit, so they've got everything set up, ready to go, and it's. Uh I'm sure it'll be a good fight to the end of the year in that class. Yeah, absolutely. And Harry did uh, get the win over Josh Gilbert in the uh, in the Patrick Trophy. He did in, in the one race that they had. Uh, they started together. That uh, yeah, Josh passed Harry. Then Harry got him back. Uh, and then in the second race, uh, Josh fell over the back wheel of a, uh, a lap rider, which was a bit of a shame because it sort of put him out with a, a small injury. I think uh, maybe a, a burn to the arm was uh, was diagnosed. So yeah, he sat out the last one. So hopefully he's all recovered from that, and that hasn't really hampered his preparations for schoolhouse. Uh, how about? MX2 with with Isaac. Do you see many people pulling any more on Isaac like Bobby did at Hawkstone? I think that that GP experience with Bobby's doing a lot of good for him. Like obviously, I got that start in the first race, and Bobby was so quick to get by to, to get. I think it was Bailey Johnson, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Just you get a start, and yeah, he's just gone really. That that speed from the GPs is definitely paying off for him. Um, but yeah, obviously Gifton as well. It's, that GP experience is it does them so so well for when you come to the British and once they get a start it's hard to catch them yeah but I was going to also ask you with the WSX being in um, the UK this week and you heading to that no yeah to be fair I haven't thought about that because I'm obviously not riding yeah <laughs> that's probably a good idea for me this weekend <laughs> you naughty naughty man Ed Stratman yeah are you I'll excited then, about yeah. it though mate I just, I just saw a big light bulb on the Charlie's head then ding yeah. I haven't even thought of it yeah, we'll uh, probably go down there and watch now. Yeah, it's not too far for us, so... It's one of these clashes, isn't it? I mean, what do you think of the clash between the beat chase and the British? I mean, it's a pretty brutal one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah... I don't really know too much about that to be honest. I've never I've never been one to go and do Western or or anything like that. So it's um obviously I'm focused on the GP and yeah, everyone around me's focused on that for for us to go and do well there. So it's not really Western's not really been a thought for us. So it's yeah, um, yeah, I've obviously heard a lot of people Obviously, that weekend's already been taken because that's what they wanted to do, and it's a shame that it's all fallen the same. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure both will get a good turnout still. Yeah, and I've also seen this week. Sorry, Ed, just uh, I know you got another one there to come, but um, the um, the Scottish Championship is, has has delayed its its week because it was going to be that weekend as well. But the Scottish Championship has now delayed itself a week. Uh, and what's intrigued me about it is that they've actually stated in their advertisement for that if you like their announcement for that that it's a grass track there is there's grass on the circuit so all riders especially you riders under 25 need to need to bear in mind that there's grass on the surface it might need throttle control i just i thought it was a fantastically entertaining statement if you can see it online that uh, yeah there's grass on this circuit mate well, i'm doing your accent now ed i'm gonna i can't i can't switch to a scottish one all of a sudden i can't do it but yeah so that's what they're advertising so that's pretty cool that scottish series seems to be paying quite well and a lot of people riding it like Conrad and stuff have you considered that as well for a bit more cash or is it uh, too far yeah. out of the time schedule no I think it would be good for us to go up there and do it it's just um, 
it just comes down to going to work in the week again. You finish work on a Friday and you've got to get that recovery in. And I struggled to do like the, the two weeks on a trot when we've got British and MX Nationals to go and do that third weekend, especially with the travel to get up to Scotland for us. Like where we live, it couldn't be any further away. So it's like I obviously have to drive up there by myself and it's, it's the time and energy of it always... It, it, it hampers me to go and back to the British Championship really it's just it's just focusing on what we need to focus on and yeah obviously if I was in a position where I, it was my job then we'd go up there and do it because racing's better than practicing but it's um, I'm just not in that position to go and do it at the moment yeah, I was going to ask you also, mate, do you sort of analyse and, and watch back, um, you know, your races and watch MXGP and AMA just to, to get different um, ideas and, you know, approaches to, to racing? Obviously, guys like Jet Lawrence is pretty incredible and you know, got your favourite Prado Hurlings. Do you sort of look to some of these guys and who are you sort of keenly keeping an eye on most? Yeah, I think like when I've come back from Germany, I've been obviously watching the GPs a lot closer than what I probably was before I went. And it's just when you're watching them, it's, it's yeah, just the stuff they're doing. It's just it, it just blows your mind with with stuff they're able to do on a bike. Really, it's just uh, you need to be up close to really really analyse what they're doing. Obviously, with Instagram and stuff and like all the slow mo videos and. I saw a video of Jet riding this week practicing, and it's just, yes, yeah, it make it look so easy, and it's so far from that. It's, to get to that level, there's so much work's put into that. Yeah, for sure. I've got to ask you quickly: Are you going to go to the motocross of nations just as a fan to watch some of these guys up close again? It should be a pretty mad experience. Yeah, definitely. We went to when was Erne last time? Fourteen. 15 15 yeah we went there it's just yeah that's probably the best nations you can go to as well awesome definitely <laughs> it's definitely not one to miss yeah see it was the first uh, motocross that I took my other half to so it was definitely a good impression when we got down to the first corner just before the first race and uh, there's a bunch of German fans with the red black and yellow flares and the chainsaws swinging it around with a Viking <laughs> helmet and very little else being worn as well so yeah definitely uh, definitely one for the atmosphere there I thought we might get, be getting picked Charlie not far off the best MX2 boy we've got nah. yeah I, I can't we was having a conversation about this the other day but um, <laughs> yeah obviously that, that 450 spot obviously there's a lot of 450 riders that can drop down to that MX2 as well and it's uh, I think there's a lot of people that deserve to go this year so it's kind of the new era of the the British nations team, I think now. So it's uh, hoping, hopefully they just pick some people that can go for a few years and see if we can get back to where we've been before. Yeah, that will be nice. Be very nice. Good stuff. Well, just to wrap things up for a little bit there, just one question I'd like to ask you, Charlie, which I've been asking quite a few people on the podcast here, just to finish on a, a nice positive note there. What would you say so far is your absolute best day in the sport? Like one where you've just gone away from the track feeling absolutely awesome, uh, so glad you're involved with it. You know, what would that be for you and sort of why? Um, <laughs> this is where people think, do I actually enjoy the sport or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had some brutal days this year and we've definitely had some some highs and lows. Um, yeah, I mean, this year to we obviously went to Bridgestone and went 1-1-1 in the day and then the following weekend, yeah, to be fair, that weekend at Monster Mountain, like that first race when the bike decided that it didn't want to go and I was like, I went there knowing I can win and then it's like the day's just completely gone from me straight away. To, to turn that day around and come away with like my first pro win was pretty special to be honest with the way it started so, so we definitely had a real low that day and obviously to come out probably the highest we've been in a long time so it's good uh, probably the best day this year nice one good stuff any more from yourself Ed before I uh, thank the sponsors yeah as well obviously before you thank our sponsors do you want to just give a few shout outs to some of the people that have been supporting you Charlie obviously because it's a massive undertaking and you've, uh, you, you're doing well mate and just respect and keep grinding it out because uh, it's cool to see all the hard work paying off for you yeah I mean yeah uh, obviously Harriet Blades Bikes is just 
the years of when we were riding around in like 20th place he stuck by me and he's seen that that little bit in me and we wouldn't be where we are without him today really um, obviously like all my family uh, Kawasaki have been a massive support this year so thank you to them and yes yeah, so a lot of uh, good friends around me and all of our sponsors it's uh yeah, I mean, if you follow uh, like the Blades racing team on Instagram, we've we've got a lot of good sponsors on there, and yeah, it's a lot of people inside the industry and outside of the industry. So just um, yeah, have a look at that, and there's a lot of good people around us. So thank you to all of them. Great stuff. Okay, yes, and uh, on that note, yeah, thanks to our sponsors there, AS3 Performance. Uh, it's stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for 1980s Evo two-stroke models to the current four-stroke bikes. Kawasaki Motors UK, who have announced the new KLX140R lineup for youth riders with electric start, three different sizes, and a 144cc four-stroke engine with push-button start. Uh, yeah, please contact your local dealership for more information. And, of course, yeah, Golf Race fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline and also even strokes uh, go to evenstrokes.com uh, and use the discount code brad wheeler 10 exclusively for podcast listeners brad wheeler one zero uh, and you get yourself 10 percent off any goodies you can get from evenstrokes.com so yeah charlie thank you so much for joining us on the podcast been great to talk to you sir and we wish you all the best with the thumb recovery the pesky yeah, thing and uh, and yeah i hope you can uh, get uh, get yourself moving forward back again and I'll say that uh, after the even strokes guy you're my second favourite to, to, to take the championship uh, until I get Wayne right on very soon <laughs> and uh, thanks to yourself Ed as well for joining me there jumping in for Brad there the late super sub no mate thanks for joining us and uh, yeah great to chat to both you lads and um, all the best for the rest of the week have a good one no absolutely yeah thanks again for joining us and yourself Charlie so whatever you're doing out there this weekend thank you for tuning in to the Great British Motocross show yeah, season 2 episode 20 now and uh, yeah it's been really nice to have Charlie on board so looking forward to this weekend if you're going to World Supercross at Villa Park uh, that looks like it's going to be absolutely amazing or if you're going to Schoolhouse if you're up in the northern part of the country between Durham and Newcastle uh, really looking forward to that one that's uh, for the Revo ACU British Motocross Championship so hope you all enjoyed the podcast and uh, yeah we'll have another guest lined up for you next week on the Great British Motocross Show don't forget to check out the MX Vice SMX Review Show as well for all things AMA and also the MX Vice Show and the Between the Races podcast that Ed is so brilliantly putting together here on the MX Vice Network so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you here next time take care